This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios. That's boathouse studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S studios. House spelt the German way. Ah, there's nothing more exciting than science. You get all the fun of sitting still, being quiet, writing down numbers, paying attention. (laughs) Science has it all. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. How did I know you were going to go for a Skinner quote? Because uh, <laughs> he's my favorite, and this episode is uh, chock full of great Skinner quotes. Sure is. It was actually really hard to choose one. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just filled with all of the best stuff. Uh, yeah, this is Two Bad Neighbors. My name is Greg. My name's Alan. And today we are talking about the Simpsons six-season episode, Bart's, Bart's Comet. Comet. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I mean, spoiler alert, this is a really great episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm really looking forward to talking about it. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. Um, But before we get into all of that and a bag of chips. um, Did you bring chips? Not for you. Oh. Uh, (laughs) How did you, uh, have you been? Uh, Good. It's been a minute. It's been been a couple minutes. Yeah. 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 But it's been a good time. Just been... Playing a lot of trivia, as mm-hmm. usual, mm-hmm. and uh, winning a lot of trivia, so... That's nice. That's real nice. Never have to pay for a bar tab again. Um, well, not every bar has trivia, but... Question for you. Yes. Uh, how awesome is it that we have, are part of a role-playing campaign now? <laughs> it's it's fun. It's great. Yeah, I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm super into it. Yeah. I'm, I'm having fun... In uh, case that wasn't obvious. Yeah, I'm having fun GMing, yeah. as, as it were. Uh, we... Uh, I, I, I was talking to... Um, to uh, some people about this, I, I can't remember who it was. Probably my roommates um, about about it. And yeah, you it, don't get out of the house. Yeah, I don't really. <laughs> uh, and, and they were like, "Oh, is, uh, what is Alan doing?" And he's like, "I'm like, he's the GM. He's the he's the god character." And mm-hmm. it's like, "Oh, so Alan's ideal job then?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, Alan would probably like to do that, something like that, for the rest of his life." It's funny, yes <laughs> and no, because. It's 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 also how I feel about a lot of like because I host a lot of trivia and a lot of times I'm like I have a lot of fun doing it but I really want to play this trivia too yeah and it's the same fair. thing with this where I'm yeah. like I'm having a lot of fun gming but man it'd be fun to be a character also yeah well I'm thinking about starting one here oh sweet with the boathouse if you uh, want to join us GM? join as a guest yeah then yeah I'd yeah. love to yeah um, I would I would gm the thing and um, get boathouse to play it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fate Core is the uh, system we're playing. If anyone out there is a uh, role-playing game aficionado, uh, it's fun. It is fun. It's it, it gives you a lot of freedom, which is what I like about it. So much. And it doesn't really hamper you down with too many rules. Although, to be fair, I may not just know all the rules as well as I probably should. That's fair. But we got through our first one okay. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's fun. And I think that's the key thing as long as everyone's having fun and it's not, you know, you don't feel like the characters are too overpowered or too underpowered. I think that it's it's working out. But I do feel like there's probably a lot of nuance that I'm missing still. What I should have done, they have a thing called Fate Accelerated. Where it's, uh, you know, hey, if you don't want to get bogged down by the rules too much and just get into the game, do this system instead. And it's like a, a bare bones version of the Fate Core. Um, should have probably done that, but we're already in it, so <laughs> we're going to keep going. Yeah. I mean, that's for the next campaign. Yeah. 
Uh, we also discovered that the uh, four player characters are not really heroes. <laughs> As they've well, uh, been uh, two threatening them, and murdering. Yeah. and Two of them have been threatening and murdering their way through the game so and far. Which one are you? I am the one who is doing a lot of the murdering. Uh-huh. <laughs> Greg is a gunslinger character. Yeah. Which means he shoots things. Without <laughs> letting always. people ask, uh, say words. Yeah. Shot a man in the back. <laughs> he broke came his at me. He came at me. I mean, with a taser. Yeah. Like he was trying to capture you. It was his fault for not using that, for not using the full force. force. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I can't uh, wait for that guy to come back. Oh, he's, he was not planned to be a character and now he's a recurring villain. That's so. my favorite thing. <laughs> this is how, this is a, this is a villain origin story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe it's the hero origin story. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's what it turns out to be the whole time, and yeah, like, like uh, oh, and, finally, and mine and Kenny Bev's, was able to put, yeah, put just, down the the evil villains, and, and maybe mine and Bev's characters are just like taking Mark and Ali on for like, like we're just playing them for fools, yeah. <laughs> and being like, yeah, we're heroes, we're definitely heroes. Come with us, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, poor Mark, yeah. he's such a sweet guy. He is. It's like I just want to build things. And you're like, shut up, shoot people. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, make a bob. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's how we've been, pretty yeah. much. Uh, been doing that. Had a good time. Yeah. You went to New York recently. I did go to New York, yeah. How I was sh- that? I saw, I saw John Lithgow's show on Broadway. Um, story oh, Third Rock from the Sun? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Glad he brought that back. Yeah, French Stewart is, has an age today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually would kill to see a stage show of Third Rock from the Sun with all the original cast. That would be very fun. That would be amazing. Yeah. Be Wayne Knight. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Wayne Knight. Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Come on. Yeah. Can't. And the girl. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. Sally I can't remember is the character's name, name yeah. but I can't remember the actor's name. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jane Curtin. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. She was very funny. Yeah. And uh, we also saw a show at the Upright Citizens Brigade in Hell's Kitchen, which was which was great. For half of it. Did I ever tell you I didn't think Hell's Kitchen was a real place? No, you didn't. Like when I read Daredevil comics, I assumed it was made up. A fictional I mean, neighborhood yeah. in New York. Hell's who, why Kitchen. Would you like, call why it would that? It, yeah. yeah. Why would you call it that? Yeah. Um, but no, it's real. It's very real. <laughs> it's one hundred percent real. They call it Clinton sometimes. Hmm. Did we go to Hell's Kitchen when we were in New York? No. She's shaking her head. No. She's yeah. the gag order isn't off yet. So I she guess won't, she won't say. <laughs> Our guest today is Janelle. <laughs> Hi, I'm back for the sixth time. Yay. Yeah. Oh, did you count? I counted. Um, I was just mentioning this to Greg before mm-hmm. uh, we started rolling. Um, James has been on seven times. Whoa. So I think he's, he's officially the most, the most popular guest. Well, <laughs> most know, available, the most, popular. The most recurring guest. Frequency doesn't, you know, create popularity. Um, but, but still, six, I feel pretty good. Yeah. So, so you're, does that mean you're, you're square in second place now to James, do you think? Oh, or did you count down. everyone else? <laughs> Uh, I didn't count everyone else, but I couldn't think of anyone else that mm. might approach that number. So correct me also, if I'm wrong. Ryan, yeah, well, Ryan, Ryan's oh, that's true because he would be six, uh, or no, it would be the fifth one because there's no. But we had treehouse him on, in the first one in yeah, the first season, and we're we, six, we had six. him on for an episode in the first season. Oh, did we? Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't remember. Yeah. So Ryan, you're probably up there too. <clears throat> yeah, I think he's got uh, he's he's got five or six something like that. Makes sense. Yeah. Because it's just the the treehouse episodes. Yeah. Uh, 
James hasn't been on in a little while, though. Yeah. I want to say. It's, it's been a while. So. It's been I, a while. I, I, stop it. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I saw that, that, that James has been on seven times and was like, oh, that's as many episodes of what went wrong as we've got. Hmm. That makes sense. Coincidence? Maybe we always did it <laughs> around the same time we recorded what went wrong. That would make sense. Yeah. That would explain why he hasn't been on for a while. Mm-hmm. Because we don't do that show very often. Yeah. Although he is in town right now. Is he? Because it's reading week. Oh, dude, we should do Blade Runner then. We should. Oh, I've been, oh I want to watch that Spoiler movie again. for the next episode. <laughs> well, they already know. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we say it at the end of the last episode. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't know if you had decided it by the well, time you, you haven't recorded listened. that. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to listen to a podcast well, about a movie you've never seen that you probably will never see? Yeah, The Dark Tower is the last one we did. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. no, I hadn't seen that, so I decided to save it that's, in case I did yeah, watch it. You don't need to. That's that's how I am with pod, uh, movie-based podcasts. Like, if I haven't seen the movie, I'm like, I'm not going to listen to this because I won't, I won't know anything. I listen, I, I listen to, what, to How Did This Get Made regardless. Oh, I, I, I am on a mission to watch every single one. They really? Do. Yeah. I'm uh, doing pretty good. I'm almost uh, like, the, I mean, they, they keep, you know, going up, yeah. so I, I can't, can't catch up. But They're pretty kind in that a lot of their movies are like 80 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. The ones that they choose to watch because that's uh, that's always been like a, a sign of a oh this is gonna suck type type movie <laughs> is like oh it's seventy five to eighty uh, minutes long sixty minutes <laughs> sixty five minutes is yeah. the is the minimum amount for a short for for a feature length film length. is it really yeah that makes sense well sixty four oh excuse me excuse me yeah <laughs> um but like I've made a movie longer than that it's really not hard. <laughs> Yeah. So you've made a feature length film. I have, yeah. Mm, great. Two Is of this them, the gunslinger one? Actually. The the shooting one? The what? The Wild West shooting. No, no, that one was only a half hour was long. That one called a man's gun. A dead man's gun. Dead man's gun. Yeah. <laughs> just just a man's gun. Yeah. <laughs> man's <just> gun. <laughs> man's gun is his dick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're welcome. Damn it. <laughs> oh, I see why it wrapped in thirty minutes. Oh, hey. Speaking nice. of 30 minutes, this episode is 30 minutes with commercials. Uh, <laughs> that's a segue. <laughs> so we Remember are, when there were commercials, guys, in between do, The Simpsons? Yeah. You had to kind of digest what you just watched. Yeah. Honestly, barely. I barely <laughs> remember that now. Yeah, it's a relic of the past. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's still, obviously, because the episodes are structured this way, there's still the three-act structure, and you can tell when the act breaks are, mm-hmm. and... But I wonder if that's just because I'm so, like, in my memory, I remember when the act, like, I think it's pretty clear because, like, it kind of goes to black for a bit. Yeah, yeah there's a right? bit of, a, like, a visual yeah. transition. But but it's it's very, almost always very clear when I'm like, oh, it's about to be a commercial break when there's no commercial break when we're watching it on DVD, so. Yeah. Anyway, we are talking about the 14th episode of season six called Bart's Comet. This was directed by Bob Anderson, written by John Schwartzwelder. And originally aired on February 5th, 1995. We're back on track. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what'd you think of the episode? Peeps? Um, okay, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, this, this episode is, um, has, is one of the most, I think, solid episodes of the entire season. In that it's... It's funny from the first sentence of the episode, uh, all the way up until the very last frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
there's almost no downtime in this episode where I'm like, oh, that, eh, that's not very funny. Everything has a great joke to go along with it. And the story is a lot of fun. It's, it's, it's kind of like, it's a high concept story, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a really fun one. And it, uh, it, it showcases the ineptitude of the people of Springfield in a wonderful way um, that I really didn't let sink in on me until this watch. <laughs> um, because before, uh, whenever I would watch this episode, I would always be like, why don't they just go the other way? This is so obviously not landlocked. Right? Why is there only one bridge out of town? It says like, only I, bridge yeah, out of town. Mark. I was trying to make sense of it. <laughs> but they lay down the groundwork for the city's complete ineptitude from the moment the mayor appears on screen. Uh, and I don't need to applaud that. Yeah. And everything going on from there is like, oh, these people are not smart. They're going <laughs> to all die. So yeah, it's the Springfield mom mentality that we see so much yeah. in the show. And um, it's, it's thoroughly established, but when I, like before, when I watched the show, I was like, oh, this is kind of like, why are they behaving so stupid? They're not, (laughs) they're just behaving in character. Yeah. Which is excellent. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's zany, but it's not too ridiculous or unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, It feels like a very well balanced, well structured episode to me. The uh, inspiration for the episode apparently was a Time Magazine cover. That uh, uh, either John or Bob or maybe both, or oh no, sorry, uh, I think it's showrunner David Merkin um, saw that was basically like the Earth and a bunch of comets heading towards it, and it's like ah, oh, like you know, it was basically, are we gonna die? Like <laughs> it's one of those like uh, science based uh, things, but like the cover needs to really grab you, so yeah. they you know like ah, oh, comets heading for Earth, will it kill us? And, oh. and that's what he yeah, got the inspiration for. Remember in the 90s when the biggest fear was outside forces Mm -hmm. destroying the planet? And Y2K. And Y2K? (laughs) I yearn for those days. (laughs) Excuse me, Will 2K. So I I think they do touch, actually, there's a lot of kind of like relevant to the time political. You know, he talks about the quote unquote rainforest problem. Yes, yeah. um, The ozone. uh, Which I actually never really uh, fully grasped the joke of before to be honest when because i just i mean especially as a kid when it's like uh homer's being funny uh (laughs) he's like you know uh we don't think that's why as we pay elected officials to do for us and then he talks with the rainforest care and lisa's like no dad i think that there's that word again (laughs) (laughs) i never really fully grasped like the fact that homer thinks oh yeah there was a rainforest scare and now everything's fine (laughs) and lisa's like i don't hear about it anymore yeah (laughs) i interpreted that as a reference to like the hole in the ozone layer problem right and um you know the kind of the political discourse around that eventually they banned um i think like certain hairsprays and things that had cfcs in them yeah and the idea was that the ozone would eventually replenish itself you know there's things like that there's like banning ddt the the hole in the ozone layer is that still there does anyone know I don't right think in so. if you're a scientist. There's a big hole over Australia <laughs> still, I think. Uh, is that, I don't know if that's like a, a dig at Australia or you just. No, there okay. actually was. <laughs> I like, you're like, yeah, take that, Australia. No, I'm not, I'm not looking to make a fight <laughs> here. Good. That's later in the that's, season. Yeah, when it's coming up. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, ozone layer. 
I literally never thought about the whole in the ozone until right now. When no, you I think it, I think it, it, I think it got better. <laughs> okay. Again, if there's any scientists, feel free to correct me, but well, I, I mean, think now it it's, I guess replenished like, itself. Yeah. Well, I think also the, the problem with the hole in the ozone layer has kind of evolved into the, like just the general global warming problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not just a, a specific problem. It's according to the Washington post, the earth's ozone hole is shrinking. Oh, and is the smallest it has been since 1988. Yeah. We did it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. Yeah. All right, bring we back those hairsprays. <laughs> guys, we did it. We saved it. We, we saved, saved the we planet. Saved the, wor- the world. <laughs> we did it. Good work, everyone. Time to, uh, time to celebrate the only way time we know how by releasing a lot of CFC hairsprays <laughs> into the atmosphere. <laughs> Burn them if you want. <laughs> Makeshift flamethrowers. Did you ever watch that My Secret Identity show? Oh, God. Um, With, uh, what's his face? The fat kid from Stand By Me. <laughs> what? <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. No. Okay. I think it was him. He was like, uh, he like, got superpowers. Isn't but they were like very, very basic superpowers. Like he could float, but only if he like was propelled up into the air. So he would use two like hairspray cans mm. and like spray them down. And he and that's like in uh, Lemon of Troy... Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's what that's a reference to. Mm. He's like, see you later, suckers. Oh, and you like, the with the spray paint. Yeah. Uh, I don't know for sure, but that's what I always thought because I watched that show a bunch <laughs> in the morning. Is that the one where it's like, believe it or not? No, that's uh, Greatest American Hero. Right. Yeah. I should look up that if it was Jerry O'Connell. Jerry's uh, walking on air. It was like, have I told you all about my secret identity? Yeah, I used to watch Greatest American Hero and The Littlest Hobo. Uh, I loved a little Hobo. Yeah. It was Jerry O'Connell. I was right. Yeah, uh, it was a Canadian show. Huh? That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, makes sense. Uh, O'Connell you probably watched it on the CBC. I think I did, yeah. Before and uh, CTV. after. CTV. Oh. According to this is where it aired. Um, <laughs> O'Connell stars as 14-year-old Andrew Clements, who, while looking one day for his friend, Dr. Benjamin Jeffcoat, <laughs> trips and is hit by a photon beam, Ooh. causing him to develop superpowers. He uses these abilities to fright, fight crime, to solve personal problems, and to help others. He hides his powers from his mother, sister, and friends, with the exception of Jeffcoat. And was that's a terrible name. Uh, Andrew initially calls himself Ultraman. I don't remember that, but that was later dropped. Oh, <laughs> that's probably why. Uh, superhuman speed and vulnerability, levitation. Yeah, he uh, he must carry around aerosol spray containers and use them to move through the air as his flying ability is limited. He yeah, that's uh, something I remember very very vividly as a kid. Is this weird TV show with Jerry O'Connell? It was very weird. But anyway, I just the hairspray made me think of that. <laughs> this is the segment Alan likes to call TV Rewind. <laughs> that's right. Nineties TV. It's kind Speaking of what the nineties. This. Episode made me think of Sorry, go on. Deep Impact. Okay, so I had yeah, to look yeah. up when that came out. And I think it was ninety eight. It was. It would have been around or the exact same year as Armageddon because yep. that was one of those uh, accidentally, accidentally the same of. movies. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, obviously it, it has more overlap with Deep Impact. Oh yeah, because it actually it, spoiler it, com- it comes to them. Spoiler: not they go the, to it. the comet hits hits the Earth. <laughs> In deep now, here's another question. <laughs> yeah. Is it a comet or is it a meteorite? Oh, what's or the difference? Or an asteroid. Well, a- typically an asteroid is like... Or a celestial body. The, well, okay, so the <laughs> umbrella celestial term dwarf. celestial body, an asteroid would typically be more like out in outer space, like an asteroid right. belt would be, you know, kind of a small 
tiny planet rock. rock. Oh. Yeah. Okay. A comet would be ice based, and typically it um, once it gets close enough to the sun to start melting it. That's what creates the tail. Like it starts. Oh, is the kind of the gas escaping from the ice? Oh. But still, that will be visible. But it would be like an orbit. Um, or would it be like traveling through it, space? Yeah, it could be an orbit, you know, like okay. uh, Halley's Comet, different ones that can only be seen from Earth at certain times. Mm-hmm. Uh, a meteor will be visible because it's entered the Earth's atmosphere, or atmosphere orbit, orbit, and then a meteorite actually breaks collides the atmosphere the and collides with Earth. Yeah. And we've, I mean, like meteorites have hit the Earth many times, correct? Yes. Maybe not many times, but enough times for it to not be an issue because they're Most small of them enough. are very, very small, yeah, yeah. because exactly, they burn like, up in like the atmosphere. Like we see in the, in the episode, yeah. Um, yeah, that was always something uh, I remember in, in Armageddon, to <laughs> just bring it to that movie, there's like the the initial like thing that happens in that movie where like all the little meteorites come and hit Earth and like kill that guy's Godzilla puppet, remember? Yeah, yeah I remember. <laughs> oh, Godzilla, No. He's got a little dog. God, that uh, movie Michael sucks. Bay. He's he's a weird guy. He's such a weird guy. <laughs> he has such a weird eye for like for things for just like is that for, like, Bay? Oh yeah, oh That's yeah, a oh yeah. Oh. It's, it's, Absolutely, uh, it's pure Bayham. Um, <laughs> it's it, it, he's such a weird guy because he like he chooses not just the way he chooses to stage action, which can be. A lot of people like the way he chooses to, yeah. s- to stage there's action. Been, there's been some action scenes I've enjoyed in his movies. When when it's not Transformers, I usually <laughs> yeah. like the way he stages his action sure. scenes. Yeah. Um, but it's the stuff around the action scenes, like the you know, like the like the reaction characters. Yeah, the and... weird side characters that get those like oneers, mm-hmm. one lines that are like that. Like they're they are either painfully unfunny or always always offensive. Yeah. Well, and that's like, because like I remember specifically in Armageddon, it's like, you know, this guy who's just in New York and he's like trying to pedal his like little balloons or whatever. Yeah. He's like, and he's got his little dog, a little, uh, little britches or something, I think it's called even. Uh, he's like, oh, come on, little britches, quit barking at everybody. And, <laughs> and like watching the movie, you think, oh, okay, this is going to be a main character or something. But then like the, uh, all the little meteorites come and like destroy a bunch of stuff and you never see that guy again. <laughs> it's no. like, why, what was the point of that, Michael? It really just adds... Just to create a, create a world. Yeah, I guess. But it's such a weird world <laughs> it really is. that he thinks we live in. It's, it's, it's one of the reasons why The Rock is his best movie, because <laughs> the, they get to the island and then it's just nobody else, really, except like for the command, which is like, it's just Mad Lib dialogue, essentially. Mm-hmm. Or it's just like throw in whatever you want as long as it's in high intensity. As soon as they get out of San Francisco in The Rock, the movie just it's, flies and it's great. Get out of San Francisco? Yeah, like uh, off the bay, uh, off of the shore and into the, oh, and into the, the island. Alcatraz. Like as soon as gotcha. uh, Cage and Connery are on the island, it's just you like... to sneak sneak into Alcatraz? Oh, it's the, great. The fire, the fire uh, bursts? Yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> so the, weird. That movie's amazing. <laughs> I will... I watch that movie... I would watch that movie every week Let's watch it right now. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> Turn this off and beep, and then we come back later. All right, where uh, were that we? That was great. Ah, <laughs> uh, Ed Harris. Am I right? <laughs> Who was Ed Harris in that movie? He was the general. I thought it was. We uh, just watched it. <laughs> You're right. Uh, I thought it was David Morse. No, 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 no. He he's it? the captain. He is in it. Yeah, he's okay. in it. He's the he's the general's right hand man. Gotcha. Okay. 
Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen it, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, I'm noticing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm noticing the flaw in your personality it's, right now. It's the best of the uh, Cage 90s action trilogy. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Face Off has something to, has, a, has a word they want to say. <laughs> yeah, I know they have a word they want to say. I know they do. They want to take their it's face peach. off. peach. Yeah. Uh, so. No, it goes The Rock, it goes then Face Off, then Con Air. Yeah, Con Air is the worst. I mean, Absolutely. we can agree on that. Yeah. But I, I, I prefer Face Off over um, The Rock. Well, you haven't seen it in a while. It's true. The Connery When's the last factor? time you saw Face Off, though? Oh, I've seen Face Off very recently. <laughs> I love that movie. Believe me, it's not an easy choice. Okay, okay. <laughs> anyway. It's these times I miss the Cinepals. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh, let's do the Nicolas Cage action trilogy as a as an episode. We we did Con Air. Did we? Yeah, we did that with oh, Alan. We were planning on it's doing the, the action trilogy. Um mm. but we kind of ran out of steam. Yeah. You know how it goes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So what's the synopsis anyway. of this episode? <laughs> Have you guys seen Black Panther? Oh, yet? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So basically, Bart Simpson uh, inadvertently discovers a comet, much to Skinner's chagrin. Yeah. And then quickly discovers that the comet seems to be heading straight for Earth, and the town gets into a panic because they think they're all going to die. And it's very much like Deep Impact. Yeah. With a different ending. Several years before. <laughs> And I do like that it's very much a Bart episode. Yeah. And it's completely an A story. It oh, is, yeah. There's no B, B stories like this. Is, it is jammed full, and they, are, and they are cramming as many jokes as they possibly can into this episode. Um, first off, we, I think we should talk a little bit about the first act, because I feel oh, like it's your favorite. It's one of my favorite first acts of the series. Um, it's just... It's some of my favorite Skinner moments in the series. I love it to death. Uh, I would watch just that first act and call it a, one of the best episodes. Uh, <laughs> it was in celebration of the uh, of the lowest propane-induced incidents, <laughs> uh, uh, something like that. It was science, yeah. science fair with the least propane least explosions. Propane explosions, yeah. yeah. And so he's going to release a weather balloon. Yeah. Like, that's a hilarious first line. It's great. That's the first yeah. line of the episode. That often, uh, like, goes right right past me, because I'm so excited for the, yeah. for the rest. But, uh, yeah, it's a great first line that really puts you in the the spirit of what this first act is going to be about. Yeah. Skinner talking about science and Bart ruining it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they set it up a few times. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's a, a classic. for science woo. Yeah. It's a classic uh, straight man, funny man. Dynamic. Like, even in that moment, like, the hurrah, hurrah for science woo, you as an audience member, you're like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> something's going down. Yeah. Because Bart is not like that. And Skinner has that moment where he's like, hmm. But, you know, it's pretty spirited, so we'll keep Can't really approve of the Proof woo. Of the woo. <laughs> the hurrah was quite spirited. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> his reaction, as soon as the weather balloon is unveiled as Big Butt Skinner. Yeah. Is immediately just the big no. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> I love how you can see all of his teeth. Yeah. yeah. He throws his head back and kind of like up his nostrils. <laughs> yeah, it's a really nice piece of animation. Uh, uh, that let that be the thumbnail. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> oh, I've got a lot to choose from. There's so There's many. So much to yeah. choose from. Yeah. It's great. Everything uh, like the is set up. Where's Waldo part? That's mm-hmm. a great thumbnail. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is set up. Like you know how much. Skinner just loves and is passionate about science. Aww. And then he ropes Bart into it as a punishment. 
And yet that that becomes the reason that Bart discovers the comet. The mm-hmm. one to thing that own, Skinner yeah. ever hoisted wanted. by his own petard. Uh yeah, I love how because he's like, um, because you've impeded science, now you shall aid science. <laughs> like that's his <laughs> his perfect idea of a punishment, uh, which is such a perfect Skinner character thing you know like ah well you impeded science now you must aid it so there it's 4 30 in the morning now um (laughs) (laughs) and then of course uh the other thing i've talked about this how i love skinner's character has these all these layers there's the the wiener layer that we see most often but there's the sinister side but he's our wiener he's our wiener but there's the sinister side which is what i love about skinner yeah (laughs) in the moment where he says uh, I thought I discovered something once, but then it was already found out found out by Principal Kahotek. I got back at him though, him and that little boy of his. Anyway, <laughs> it's I love the animation. Always, you know, like zooms in. zooms in, darkens. Usually, it's like the severe light of the yeah. blinds. Like, yeah, on usually his he's face. in his office every so, night. Yeah. I still hear him screaming. If it's like a, a nom flashback. <laughs> well, there's mother now. <laughs> I have a right I have to right be to here. Be here mother. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. It's, yeah. Uh, spoiler, that's my favorite joke <laughs> of the episode. Um, it's just so... <laughs> I mean, your your mind raises. The music changes. What did he do? The music changes, too. And, like, it gets... It, like, there's there's low strings mm-hmm. being played under it. Yep. And, like, it's ominous. Yes. And every time, every time they do a Vietnam flashback or a darkness in Skinner, it's, it is maybe the best part of the episode. It's so funny. Um, the uh, the the greatest thing that undercuts it is how he does the three consecutive no's yeah, um, yeah. almost immediately after that. <laughs> but it's also <laughs> like you, the... my rumpy <laughs> doppelganger. Because they, they could have easily just made the joke, um, you know, Principal Kohotek, oh, I got back at him, though. But then they add him yeah. and that little boy of his. And he says yeah. boy with such, like, like, anger and vitriol, and it's just like... What did he do? Yeah. Having that little boy of his. Oh, boy. What did he do to you? <laughs> to Ju- Kohotek Jr. Yeah. Um, just, just to, because we're on the subject, not to jump too far ahead into the reference test, but uh, there is an astronomer named, a Czech astronomer named Lubos Kohotek, which is probably what this joke is based on. Yeah. Ah. Uh, there is a Kohotek comet uh, named after him. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to find out if uh, he's still alive, <laughs> and from what I can tell, like they didn't say anything about him having died, so I believe he's still alive. So we can assume whatever Skinner did was not, not dead murder. <laughs> yeah. It was some kind of torture. Maybe the boy. Maybe, but he's maybe been a, the boy. a shell of a man since exactly. Kohotek Junior. Yeah. He hasn't discovered much since since that yeah. day. <laughs> oh. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and then he grabs the balloon, my rumpy doppelganger, which yeah. is also a great Skinner line. Um, just the, the language they give to that character is always so brilliant to me. Like the the classic uh, Steamed Hams episode, mm-hmm. uh, or segment, rather, that is all over the internet right now. Uh, I hope you're why, already... Why is, why is that all over the internet right it now? It just became this big like meme. For some reason right now, yeah, it's, <laughs> it, people remixing... It changing it different to, circumstances. Yeah, to different things. So there's like a Pulp Fiction version. Uh-huh. Uh, there's an L.A. Noir version. Uh, there's one that I really like, which is <laughs> all the dialogue like auto-tuned to be in the tune of All Star by Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's, it's, that's it's right like, up your well, alley. Seymour, I made it despite your directions. <laughs> uh, Prince of Holchamers. <laughs> I hope you are okay, ready yeah, for an unforgettable luncheon. Anyway, so. <laughs> I like the one where every time Skinner lies, he actually tells the truth. Oh, yeah. He's like, Skinner, what's happening in here? I purchased <laughs> fast food and disguised it as my own cooking. I, I see. see. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, it, it became it's burning, burning bright, and hopefully it will die out soon. Uh, but. The writer, uh, who I want to say is Bill Oakley, I can't remember right off the top of my head, so I apologize, but the writer uh, decided that he was going to get in on it, and so because basically people would post it, be like, Steam Tams, except, and then, you know, whatever their edit is. Oh, right. So Bill Oakley, uh, I'm pretty sure, was like, Steam Tams, except it's the original, uh, like, first draft. And he released like the first draft of that segment, oh. and it's surprisingly very similar mm-hmm. to the end because it's just so brilliant. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's kind of cool. You're right. Like with the with, with the the turns of the the, the word choices that he unforgettable luncheon is, yeah. is the one I was trying to yeah to the get luncheon. To there like who says that? Who says luncheon? <laughs> um, it's, but it's so perfect for his and, character and rumpy doppelganger. Like uh-huh. it's it's just it's so in the persona of this character and. I mean, like oh. Harry Shearer is the is the MVP of this episode. Yes. Also, the um, uh, curse the man who invented helium. Curse Pierre Jules Cesar Jansen. Yeah, he like just he knows, knows that it and is ready to spout it off because of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah is so good. Yeah. Also, oh man, I, I mean, I could talk about the first first act all day, but uh, you know, when, like uh, everyone like trying to bring it down. And they start throwing rocks. They're like, oh, careful, that's my car. (laughs) Oh, poor guy. Yeah. They start throwing rocks at his windows. And then the other one I want to mention. The H is gone. That's how you know it's a Honda. (laughs) (laughs) The other one in this act that I want to mention, just because it's another one of my favorite jokes, is the fighter jets. Yeah. Um, which is a very Schwartzwelder joke. Yes, it is. <laughs> Where it's like uh, that wouldn't identifying surprise me if, target Iraqi fighter jet. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me if that was in the first draft. Yeah. But just the way the guy talks is one of my favorite. And I, I use yeah. this all the time. I don't know why. Like I, yeah. He, you know, firing side winder missile and explodes his friend, uh, presumably his co uh, flyer, whatever. I'm not his wingman. Sure. Whatever. Uh, his ice man. Yeah. And, Instead of being like, oh, whoops, like I, you know, shot my friend down, he just goes, missed him. <laughs> Firing second side one. <laughs> He's very professional, arguably. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they fall and they argue about healthcare and the. And that argument rages on to this day. It sure does. <laughs> and they start fighting on the ground. But that's the first act. Yep. Basically, uh, Bart discovers a comet, much to. Much to uh, Skinner's dismay, and that leads us into the second act, which is basically about Bart suddenly becoming kind of pop, like popular with the nerds, as it were. It uh, it becomes an apocalyptic episode very quickly after the discovery. Well, which, that's in Act Three, though, right? Y- yes, but because Act Two is all about him, like people being like, "Wow, like you've discovered a comet, and here are the super friends," and then it's like, "Hey, there's the comet right there," and it's like, "Oh no, it's going to kill us all." Yeah, and then it, that's that's all Act Two, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just, <laughs> just making sure. I remember but they they get to it very quickly. Yeah. Like it's uh, like it's the next day that the comet right. is there. Yeah. <laughs> in the sky. Because like if Bart hadn't discovered it in Act One, they would have all seen it eventually. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like something I always thought about this episode is uh, even though yes everyone sees it, would if Bart hadn't discovered it, would there be such a 
like uproar of like it's going to kill us or would people just be like oh that's weird and not think much of it and then it burns up in the atmosphere and you know like if they hadn't been paying attention to it it would have done exactly what it did yeah you know what i mean yeah so they do they it's all about the reaction yes the the comet is a force of nature that would have just done what it was going to do much like anton chigur sure <laughs> if we want to talk about Amazing Coen Brothers movies. <laughs> you know I do. Yeah, that's totally fine. What did you think of Three Billboards, by the way? Not a fan. No? No. Um, did you think it was like a lesser Coen Brothers movie? Yes. That's exactly how I felt about it. <laughs> it was trying to be a Coen Brothers movie, but I, I don't know. I just I think that only the Coens so far that I've seen can do dark comedy the like way that, that they were trying to do it. Yeah. yeah. I thought Sam Rockwell and Francis McDormand were great. Great performances. Yeah, great but performances. I don't I don't know, man. Like Francis doesn't have a character arc. No, not really. And Sam Rockwell does, but it's like kind of uncomfortable. It is. <laughs> Cuz it's like, oh, this racist jerk is suddenly getting a redemption arc and I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. But also cuz like the end is just like let's go murder someone. <laughs> I liked Spoilers. a lot of the movie. I liked a lot of the movie. The only thing that 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 threw me off was the was how it made me feel. Like mm-hmm. it was like it felt like a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah. Not a Martin McDonough movie. Yeah. Cuz I know what a Martin McDonough movie feels like. In Bruges and Seven Psychopaths. <laughs> yeah. It's more funny than it is dark. Yeah. I agree. He uses he uses really twisted stuff to to tell a joke essentially. Um that's what it, that's what his movies feel like to me, and like the Coen Brothers movies always seem to have like a deeper theme mm-hmm. that's going through the best Coen Brothers movies. Yes. I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're not, we're not talking about the lady killers. Yeah, we're here. not talking about that. We're not talking about intolerable cruelty here. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just upset you? Do you love intolerable cruelty? I don't love it, but I think it's fine. <laughs> It's fine, yeah. That's that's kind of how I feel about the the worst Coen Brothers movies. Yeah, if is I'm that not, they're fine. If I'm not comparing it to other works that they've done, yeah, yeah it's fine. fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's funny. Well, I so just going back to McDonough for a minute. He mm-hmm. has said specifically of this one that it's his focus was making it more of just a complex morality tale, right? Which sure is all through all of his movies, but like you said, there's not as much uh, humor in uh, billboards. So. Well, yeah, there's not as much humor, but which just for me means like anytime there is those moments of humor, it feels off-putting and like it's yeah, undercutting like the seriousness. Yeah, Peter whole part in that movie didn't work for me. Yeah. Uh, the, the part I always bring up when I'm talking about this specific tone that feels weird to me is when uh, a son holds a knife to his father's throat. And then a young woman comes in and goes, oh, I got to take a tinkle. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell is going on? This yeah. Is, this is a serious moment that I was actually really invested in. Me I was too. Like, this is like an interesting dynamic between this, this whole family. And then and it's you like, got John Hawks she to, comes in, to do yeah, that? And fucking John Hawks. <laughs> brilliant actor. And yeah, this dumb lady comes in and makes a pee-pee joke. And it's like, what are you doing? So anyway. <laughs> There's it's, also some with, with Sam Rockwell in the first uh, third. Yeah. Where he's got some weird, like, you know, oh, I'm racist, but I'm kind of dumb, so it's, it's lovable. Yeah. It's like, we're it's supposed a, to call them, uh, what does he say, we're supposed to call them African Americans now or something? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a collection of very, very good performances in some, in, in, a, in a bunch of really well-written scenes that don't add up to enough. Yeah. 
I'd agree. I think Francis might win the Oscar, though. Which is a testament to how good of a performance she is, because you're right, she doesn't have an arc. Yeah. But she sure makes it feel like she does. Mm-hmm. She's a good actor. I mean, she's one of my faves. But. Anyway, that was the Cinepels. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know who does have an arc? Bart Simpson. Sure does. In this episode. <laughs> he learns about at 4.30 in the morning. Each um, I got to ask you guys, though. Uh, did, yep. did you ever do any school activities that required you to be up that early? Like, ever? Not that I can remember. There's definitely stuff I've had to be up that early in my adult life. Well, yeah, I'm like catching a flight. <laughs> yeah, sure. That yeah. sort of thing. That's usually the when thing. I, when I PA'd on uh, Fargo the one right. the one time, yeah, uh, we were supposed to be there at like 5 a.m. or whatever, and I was yeah. like, this is going to be death. Yeah. And it was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not only because uh, I was there until 11 death. p.m., so yeah. it was like, why Yikes. do people do this? That's the, Grayson does it all the time. Yeah. I don't understand like, how he does it. I don't get it, man. Anyway. I love sleeping so much. I, oh, it's great. <laughs> Despite the fact that it was four in the morning, I was surprised that Marge... What, was still like kind of a like a bit like literally and figuratively asleep at the <laughs> wheel. Just yeah. take a stuffed pepper out of the trash, <laughs> the trash. and <laughs> wash it good. Yeah, just make sure you rinse it good. Rinse it good. Like presumably he would have informed her that he needed to be up if he wanted breakfast to be made. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what else has it she got like going on in to- her day? Totally. It totally seems like a, a little out of character for Marge, uh, for the sake of a joke. It's it's a small small gripe, but there's there's also um, but uh, in defense of that, uh-huh. there's there's also a uh, rich tapestry in the first act that's playing out that we don't see until the beginning of the second act, where Homer Homer's says, yeah yeah Hom- Homer says, and so I got I saw I drove away without anyone seeing my license plate. And that's like, well, it sounds like sounds you had like a big, you had a, day, big Yeah, Lisa's kind of supportive, yeah, too. Yeah, but I forgot to go to work. <laughs> she gets mad that he is, like, humming to himself when a rocket's about to be launched. But him presumably fleeing the scene of a crime. It's like, we, we oh, good imagine. on you, Dad. Yeah. Nah, well, they can't handle fun, another case in a class action lawsuit. I wonder if it's just something that happens so regularly enough that the whole family's just like, oh, that's that's nice, Dad. That's like, why their hmm. pink car is always dented. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, so oh, he's got a dent in a coat hanger antenna. <laughs> <laughs> so we meet the super friends in this episode. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Can you remember all the names? Oh, boy. Ham. We got Ham because he enjoys Ham Radio. Yeah. There's email. Email. Cosine. cosine. Uh, da- database. Database. And Lisa. And Lisa. Don't yeah, forget report go. card. Oh, yeah, report yeah, card. Yeah, report I card. always forget report card. Yeah. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> but this was a... <laughs> I think what's interesting most about this is the fact that Lisa's apparently been a part of this group for a while, and <laughs> we've never heard of it. I think she finds it funny. <laughs> like, did you see the way like he said, like, report card? And Lisa... Yeah, and she just mm-hmm. like mm. she's like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I just I didn't want to. She, weird she name. enjoys the intellectual camaraderie, but she refuses to to, to have buy a goofy into their yeah. yeah. Uh, and don't they show up in a subsequent episode? It might be a few seasons later, but when they database have that, definitely does yeah. that like secret passageway. Yeah, is like oh that's fetch, an earlier fetch our prune, some prune juice and yeah, a um, leg. that's when he looks that's like when, a nerd. That's the Mindy episode. Yeah, yeah, because Bart looks. Like it's glasses oh, and, right. the, and the lifts. The, so that was in season five, I want to say. I think you're right. Last Temptation of Homer. Um, yeah, and no, I you're think, absolutely right. I yeah. think that there, it's it's kind of a, a different version of the Super Friends. Like it's not all the same character. I think designs. Ham is there. I think so too. And I think there's like an an, an Indian boy. <laughs> yeah, I think he's the one who's like you know bring him prune mm-hmm. juice chop chop. Um, 
Oh man, I, I should double check on this. Uh, but database, I think, is and database returns he returns multiple often. times, and apparently Matt Groening hates him. Uh, that explains that. Hmm. Which is no, he's in Lemon of fun. Troy, isn't he? Database, yeah, yeah. 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 He's in Lemon of Troy. He's, he's, he's also like, in yeah, the... Yeah, he's a recurring character after this, for sure. He's in... But, I think he's in Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Uh, when plays the xylophone. That's, that's him. Yeah. Two mm. distinct two distinct tones. Considering it's a show written by a bunch of nerds. <laughs> shouldn't be picking on the nerds so much. Right? Uh, I just love that... I didn't know that Matt Groening hated him. Mm-hmm. And I love knowing that now. Mm-hmm. Um... It's almost as good to me as a mole man. Hans mole man, yeah. yeah. Uh, Apparently like, he hates him if he speaks more than one line, is what I read. Database. Mm. So if he just says one line, he's okay. But as soon as he talks more, he's like, ugh. <laughs> Come on, kid. <laughs> it's like, why? Why do you care? <laughs> why do you care? Maybe it's just his voice. Like, <laughs> he doesn't watch the show anymore. <laughs> like, when was like, the last uh, time you think Matt Groening watched an episode <laughs> of The Simpsons? When they record commentary. Exactly. Yeah, that's the only time. <laughs> Does he say anything? Like, if was when when the season twenty DVD comes out, it's like, it's like, does he even like? Yeah, hi, I'm Matt Groening, and then he just like, more or less, yeah, just slurps on a <laughs> on a big gulp or something. Matt, if you're listening, by the way, we'd love to have you as a guest. Love to have you as a guest. Uh, we have a chair your, waiting. Bring your drink. Yeah, and Al. we won't. We don't care. <laughs> Al, you know what you did. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, super friends. <laughs> yes, super friends. Uh, quickly, they try to adopt Bart into their their crew. As I it love were. how much he's not having it. <laughs> oh, yeah, but he's not a Very dick about quickly. it either. Yeah, he's just kind of like he eats his bite of his sandwich. He's like, okay, gotta go. <laughs> he's not just like shut up, nerds, or like, yeah. you know, like Ugh, get out of here. Because Bart isn't a bully, really. No, because he is bullied. Oh yeah, and that's one of the things but I it's find. It's a hierarchy of. Yeah, Mi- of middle uh, middle school, elementary school, elementary school that yeah. that you see where like there's the bullies, then there's the ki- the kids like Bart who get bullied, yeah. but definitely look down on the kids like uh, Ham or Database. He or... does, but he doesn't punch down. No, he he doesn't do that, but he still teases them, Which... like Millhouse specifically, right? Like he makes fun of Millhouse all the time. Yeah, mm. but Millhouse is also Millhouse his... Millhouse is in a codependent relationship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Millhouse much, is yeah. his... Uh, is, I've is been his looking ob- for someone to boss me around. It's a, he's just his obedient lapdog. Mm. Yeah. Uh, which is like at the very beginning of the episode, I was like, if you have a failing Bart. <laughs> if you have a failing. Yeah, what a little sycophant. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love that line. I love Millhouse. Millhouse. <laughs> yeah. That's his only line in the episode, too. Yeah. And it's, and it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's weird he's not part of the Super Friends, to be honest. Is it? He's not mm. smart, though. I guess that's true, yeah. It's not necessarily nerdy kids. It's like, yeah, intelligent kids. <laughs> yeah. The, the Super Millhouse Friends... isn't intelligent. He's yeah, just no, a he's, he's, he's a little wiener kid. Yeah. <laughs> you got the dud. Likes <laughs> <laughs> uh, to hang out in his pup tent. Yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Every single night. <laughs> so but he has a mean streak too. Yeah, he really does. Mom, Bart's smoking. Out, out, out. Hey, god damn it, son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, son of a bitch. <laughs> but yeah, so they go to the observatory uh, to talk to Who's the kid who's like, oh no, 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 oh, this no, is I think no it's email. good at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, no. And when they're going to this when they're going to the observatory, it's like, we are the super friends. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> 
you can imagine they've probably been doing that for a while. Yeah. And that's why Bart's finally like, guys, come on. <laughs> do you really need to do that? I totally get I it. I love though. how their song is like not really a song either. It's, it's yeah, just they're just like all chant screaming, kinda. we are the super yeah. friends. We are the super friends. <laughs> they have fun though. Good for them. <laughs> but I want to learn more about these uh, people who run the observatory. They seem Gerald, to have, was that his name? They seem to have like a really uh, <laughs> sexual tension-filled relationship. Well, he's always hogging the eyepiece. That's, that's what I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's always hogging the eyepiece, wink. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's two of them. They work alone most nights. Probably, yeah, probably long nights. Gazing at the stars. Things are going to happen. Sitting Robot. quietly, writing down numbers. <laughs> Sparks Is, fly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's got everything... Science has it all. It's true. <laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, we won't ever learn about that because the observatory has been burned down. Yeah. We can we can imagine that they make good on their mob mentality. Oh, problems. yeah. And yeah. They, they probably chase those scientists out of town. <laughs> they can just burn down every building that like a storyline's done with mm-hmm. that yeah. doesn't need to come back. Totally. And that way Springfield won't get too cluttered. <laughs> yeah. exactly. You can just build your new businesses on top of it, like the lift waffle. <laughs> 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 that doesn't ever need to be shown. <laughs> exactly. Where is it? The is it the um the angel episode where they burn down like the museum? Like they burned down a museum. You, I don't recall. No, I. I, I know that. It's, I know it's the another Mo thing where yeah. they're like, "Let's go burn down." Of course it is. Yeah, the Museum of Natural History or something. Uh, but that's actually like, let's burn down this the observatory so this never happens again. That actually ties into what I was saying earlier about how like if they didn't see it, everyone would have been fine. Yeah, getting along with their lives and yeah, none the wiser. So and it arguably, it's a good idea. His bomb shelter. That's that's all that would. We should happened. all take note that you know NASA. You're just causing more problems. Yeah. yeah. We're all happy living in our little earth bubble. We, we don't, don't need to learn about, you know, We really don't need to know about the infinite. <laughs> the infinite abyss. Cosmos. Cosmos. Bye, Cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> so in the next the act, they, they go to a town hall meeting, <sighs> which is classic Springfield. Uh, the mayor flew in. He visits the city. Where do you think he was? Bahamas. You know, yeah, Aruba. Yeah. Bahamas. There's one episode Cayman where he Islands. comes back Come on, with pretty like mama, you know. a sunglasses, like tan line yeah. on his face and shorts or and something. Like, shorts, like he's behind yeah. the podium. Yeah. So, it, you know, they kind of he establish he's often. an absentee. Or he goes to mayor. tropical places often, it seems. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wasn't it also like when, like the monorail or maybe I'm thinking of Lyle Landley. Like me, suckers. That's Lyle Landley. Oh, yeah. he's a doodle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, the the slideshow presentation though, <laughs> the slideshow presentation that is. What is it charred corpses? Charred, charred corpses. corpses. <laughs> it's just written by a two year old. Is what it looks like. Comet. It's completely unnecessary. Yeah, they don't know how to like ca- calm the populace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like we have a we have that's a the reason they get upset. Yeah. The <laughs> presentation to show you what. You know, in the it's middle, look like in the middle of the someone inferno. decided to draw in Moe's Mo. bar. Oh dear God, no! <laughs> also, I can't remember his name now, but the guy who like starts the slideshow. I, I, I like to imagine he's the one who created the slideshow. Yeah, and maybe he, you know, d- just really hates Mo. <laughs> he had to do it very quickly too. Yeah. <laughs> it was to give everyone a sense of space. Yeah. Like, this is where the comet crater will happen. This is where Mo's bar is. Everyone knows Mo's bar, so obviously it's right there, right in the middle. 
Um, and then shard corpses. <laughs> in case you weren't sure what will happen to your body. <laughs> and then we get some biting criticism of the House of Representatives with their um, pervert writer. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, no that's wonder very... nothing gets done in Congress. So democracy simply doesn't work. It doesn't. I'd like to <laughs> attach a rider to that bail. <laughs> Was it like some some amount of money to the, for the perverted, per- perverted arts? arts? <laughs> All in favor of the Save Springfield slash Prevert bail. <laughs> <laughs> Motion denied. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I never knew much about politics, but that you know, as a kid, when I watched that, I'm like, that's funny because that can't be true. It is. It's true. <laughs> you can attach a rider to anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So with a paperclip. Also, we get a little presentation from Dr. Frank. Oh yeah, just, just sit down, cal- calm down. <laughs> get to the plan. <laughs> All right, just take your seat. Just take your seat. I love that Castellaneta voice. <laughs> yeah. When do we get the, the freaking guns? guns. Uh, the PTA had disbanded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> he's just so great. That panicked audience member. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy. That panicked audience member. <laughs> he, co- I love that he comes back at the PTA to his band. Mm-hmm. It's great, but I, I do love that their their plan is, you know, hurl a rocket at the at the comet. It'll explode it. Yeah. Uh, it'll also set Moe's bar on fire. Oh God, <laughs> no! <laughs> and then immediately everyone goes outside and starts laughing and pointing at the comet, <laughs> which is such a perfect Springfield thing. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, we got a plan. Ha ha, loser. Like. You don't need to point. It's an inanimate object. <laughs> now, um, uh, Frank also says like that they developed the uh, plan with uh, former Carter officials and various members of the military that mm-hmm. were forced to resign for various reasons. <laughs> and that's what I <laughs> maybe kinda, that's why it doesn't go so well. That's what I kind of mean about like maybe there's these, these are the breadcrumbs for it being like <laughs> this is not going to work, right? <laughs> I I just I thought that was a like I thought that was like a reference to something, but like they've never enjoyed like they've always made fun of Carter. It's true, yeah. He's, He's history's, history's greatest, greatest monster. monster. <laughs> uh, poor Jimmy poor Carter. Jimmy like, he just he wants to build houses. Yeah, he was very non non consequential president. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe that's the reason they pick on him. Yeah. There's nothing it's legitimate. To, yeah, to be like, ah, oh, look at this loser who was just kind of fine. If you're writing your show in the Clinton era, it seems a little too <laughs> obvious to, uh, <laughs> to yeah <laughs> to pick on him. Pick on they pick, slicky. They pick slicky, on slicky, <laughs> slicky, <laughs> slicky slicky Billy. Yeah, <laughs> slicky Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, What's his nickname? Slick Willie. Slick, Slick Willie. Thank you. And then like there Slicky. was. <laughs> I merged Willie and Slick into one thing. You, you, you merged Tricky Dick and Slick yeah, Willie. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Yeah. It's two very different presidents, <laughs> both equally a shame on the nation. Mm-hmm. And how. <laughs> and that will never happen again. Nope. Only now great, we've got only great presidents from here on out. Now we've got both at the same time. <laughs> Uh, so they all kind of decide as a town to like watch the rocket destroy the comet. That'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, 
It's a nice light show. Something you don't see all the time, you know? But there is one of my favorite moments in this mo- in this uh, segment when... Is it the twiddling the thumb? Yeah, when yeah. Homer's doing the, like, twiddling the thumb, you know, do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, you Bart- rarely you rarely do this. Is like you actually like you 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 actually like said to both of us being like watch this. Yes, there's there's times where there's specific like moments of animation or visual stuff that you don't isn't really your focus. Yeah, that is hard, is easy to miss obviously. And sometimes when I find those moments, I really want other people to see them. Yeah. So watch this segment. And when Homer's doing the twiddle your thumbs thing, Bart yells at him first. He's like Dad, and he's like he's like, uh, and then he does it again for much longer. And then Bart goes, Dad! And it, it shows the whole family during Homer's speech right after that. But Bart's stance, he is so angry at his father. Like, his his arms are, like, in, like, fists. He is coiled. He, yeah, he's ready to strike. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect way to describe it. <laughs> and it's so funny because Homer just keeps talking and Bart stays still and s- glaring at his father with his fists raised or yep. like, you know, in a st- striking stance yep. for the entire time until finally it's like, oh, dad, they're firing the rocket. That's <laughs> at the least only time he breaks out annoyed. Yeah. But you're right. The Bart thing oh, is it's just so funny. It's only broken when Lisa <laughs> says, dad. Yeah. They're so annoyed at him, and it's a it's a it's a really great joke. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, the rocket explodes the only bridge out of town, which is brilliant, and, and everyone uh, goes go, yeah, <laughs> I find very funny for some reason. It's like a Charles Nelson Riley thing. Yeah, uh, really love the Kent Brockman moments that come up after that. Oh yeah, yeah, on the on the news because he's just like. <laughs> He's a consummate and, professional. Yeah, like, he really... Yeah. And we have six hours to live, yeah. and uh, now let's go over to Arnie Pie. <laughs> Arnie Pie in the sky. Um, and, like, that's and the like pre Arnie, bill, yeah. Arnie Pie, why don't you just leave? I think he does, okay. after he does that He's report. He's a helicopter. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> As a kid, especially, I'm always like, wait, but they do they not have flying things? <laughs> Everyone get out of town. The airport's on the other side mm. of the bridge. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm. It's all canon. And I do believe that Arnie Pie leaves immediately after this with his pilot. And they go off and and live a life together. (laughs) Aw. Yeah. (laughs) Do we ever see Arnie Pie again after this episode? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be a fun thing. Yeah, he shows up uh, a lot, I think. I don't remember him ever again. No, so I'm well. gonna say he never appears again, and we'll wait and see. And if he appears again, I will eat your hat. Eat my hat. No, <laughs> why do you always want me to eat my hat? <laughs> it would be funny. <laughs> you, you wear them and often. Which hat? I have a lot. Uh, your Canadians one. Ah, come on. Well, in honor of their horrible uh, season. In honor of their tank season. <laughs> yeah. I, go uh, go go go. I got Carey Price for the very first time in our hockey pool, and I want to die. <laughs> It's probably karma it's because very, you took him over me. It's if I had got him, rare, they would have done great. It's very rare that um, Carey Price doesn't do well. It's even rarer that Yaroslav Halak does better than <laughs> Carey Price. For those of you who don't want to listen to this part, <laughs> this too is bad. Sports, 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 sports. Yaroslav Halak. Greg, you're talking about sports because they like good guys at sports. Yeah, he got a he got a 50 save shutout a couple days ago. Oh, good for him. Yeah. It, it it's insane. He's well past. Do they still his have prime. Greasy as well. Who? Thomas Grease. I have no idea. Mm. The Islanders uh, had those two as their like 
fighting for starts yeah. goalies. I don't I don't follow the Islanders at all I except either. when you I just had Thomas Grace uh, in the pool last year for a bit, so. I've got I've got him and I've got Tavares. Um I should be doing better than I am uh in in our pool, but a lot of a lot of people should be. Like yeah. a lot of players are not having great seasons. Yeah. And Stamkos is. He's you doing betcha. Great. He's doing great. That was sports, 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 sports. So panic. Yeah, panic ensues. And the bomb shelter. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So uh, Flanders built a bomb shelter. Of course he does. Does it seem a little bit surprising that he would? Or no. is that within his character? I think to, it's within his just character. Be always because, prepared. Yeah. Well, always prepared also because like as a God fearing man, I feel like he's like, you know, prepare for the apocalypse, children. Yeah, it's the you rapture. Know? Yeah. Mm. Yay. So All right, fair enough. Yeah. I, I, it makes sense enough. For, for it to work in this episode, I think. Also, I like that it's, you know, he planned ahead because he assumed the Simpsons would want to join them. And yeah. he built it big enough for two. Yeah. No oh, deal. Out. He's <laughs> such a sweet man. Were you crying after this episode? <laughs> Did I miss that? She sure <laughs> was. <laughs> All right. Well, now that you've mentioned it, yeah, I just... There's nothing wrong there, about it. A very, just a few characters in The Simpsons that sometimes <laughs> unexpectedly will just, like, Smithers... And uh, Ned, you know, they'll say something or just, some, the, you know, something will happen that I start to tear up a <laughs> little just, bit. It like, really gets you in just, the heart, yeah. Yeah, they just, like, Spithers is the best friend in the whole world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Smithers doesn't even appreciate it. It's I'm true, sorry. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite Smithers moments is when he, uh, Burns, I think it's, is it Blood Feud? Where Burns, like, orders uh, Homer killed mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Right. And Smithers is kind of like begrudgingly doing it. And like at first it's kind of like, like why? But then he, he has that moment where he's talking to, uh, uh, what's his Joey? Name? Joey. Uh, yeah. Who's also known as Loblo, I think in later episodes. Yeah. Crusher and Loblo. Uh, but he's like talking to Joey and he's like, I need you to break Homer Simpson's legs. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> you got it. And he's like, yeah. wait, I was like, hold, hold, the, no, kick no, no kicking. Hold the kicks. Got it. <laughs> and so this, I mean, eventually it's like, what did homie do anyway? He's like, he saved Mr. Burns's life. And you're like, oh shit, that's, that makes a lot of sense. Like he actually really appreciates Homer for what he did, even though he wrote this nasty letter to him. Um, this, for all I know, this is exactly what I talked about in that episode when we covered it, but cause I can't remember, but yeah, just, uh, that reminded me of that, uh, how Smithers is actually a very, very caring man to, to, yeah. uh, Burns, uh, even though they're, they get really far with the, the fact that he just wants to fuck him <laughs> in later seasons, but, <laughs> but early on, it's yeah. definitely more of a friendship where he's, you know, he's, he's attracted sexual. to him. He's yeah. burned sexual. There's, he's, there's one, there's a good one coming up and, uh, who shot Mr. Burns. Where he refuses to carry out Burns' orders. Right. He's yeah. like, no, no, Monty, I won't. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a really great moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Flanders is, is very much man. like that. Um, and the whole case of Rasserah yeah, uh, scene he... is, is quite lovely. Um, and Just accepting his fate. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, everyone else lives and. Yeah, so he, he leaves the shelter and. My we'll family will get survive. Get back to that in a second because that's yeah. my favorite joke, I'll just say. <laughs> and, but just the scene where he's like on looking the over cliff the town. looking over the town and. And singing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty nice. <laughs> um, well, do you like, do you like, do you like the, 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 the ending of the, the town coming yeah, and kind of joining him? Because I think the that's very sweet. Moment. It's, it's a weird last, uh, I want to say five five minutes where Homer is very 
up and down with his <laughs> I, this is actions. A, I was about to say, this is another moment where like jerk-ass Homer appears, um, but then... Kind of redeems himself. He redeems himself way, immediately. Yeah. And this is why jerk-ass Homer works when he's either instantly reduced by karma or he does the right thing. Yeah. But it's, it, it's still just a weird feeling to me every time I watch this where he's very adamant yeah. about Flanders needs to die. Yeah. <laughs> like there's there's only one one person in here we know we don't need and it's left-handed uh what do you say left-handed stores. Left-handed stores. Le- right, left-handed stores so the Flanders get out. Um and like the only kind of saving grace is the fact that he's kind of like whispering to the children, you know. I'm, I'm so sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Please forgive Please me. Please forgive me. Get out of here, Flanders. <laughs> sorry. Like, like yeah, sorry. Like you wonder if it's a it's like a tough love thing he's trying to do, or he's you know like white fanging him. You know, get out of here. We don't we don't want you anymore. Uh, <laughs> just to try and get him to leave because he wants everyone else saved. But I don't know. It's it's a weird Homer moment for me. It is. It is because um, then I really like the moment later yep. where everyone's playing the barnyard guessing yep. game, and he's like he's like you. Like you, you fools! Uh, I can't remember the exact words, you know. But he's like, uh, "That man's dying out there for all of us, and you're just sitting in here, ashamed at all of you, especially his children." Yeah. <laughs> um, like that's a really sweet moment, I think, where it it shows that side of Homer that actually does respect Ned. Yeah. Uh, that we see in like Homer Loves Flanders, for example. The the thing is, he was the only he's the only character who could put who could make that whole thing happen. Do you know like what I mean? Switch. Yeah. He's the only character who would say, Ned, you're the one who needs to leave. Yeah. He's the only one who would do that. Because um, he's the only one who knows, who really knows Ned. Yeah, I can, I can almost uh, justify it with the idea that in the moment, he's not really thinking about the, the future too much. Like, yeah. he's just thinking <laughs> very much in the now, yeah. which is Homer, you know, where it's like, we need to decide one person to leave. And Homer is just like, oh, obviously it's Ned. Like, no one gives a shit about Ned, right? Yeah, so, he's pure Ed, so like it makes yeah, sense then, that he would do that. But then once he like hears him singing and realizes what's about to happen, that's when he's like, you guys, we can't let him do this. Yeah. That's insane. He's going to die. And yeah. yeah. So it's uh, sweet. <laughs> I don't know how they didn't just say Barney. I mean, or Waldo. Or Waldo. Waldo's in there. Yeah, he doesn't need to stay. <laughs> Oh, wait, what? Upper left corner, everyone. <laughs> yeah, when they're like oh. all packed in so tight, there's just little faces everywhere. There's a little uh, Waldo. I didn't get what you were saying earlier when you <laughs> said Waldo, but okay. That's, that's the one, yeah. That's another freeze frame. Yep. I guess along with the following people are gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which by, which by the way is just all production staff. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah. Because, I mean, at any time, especially in that time... T- to like out someone out either somebody. as a joke or legit would be no no good. Yeah, it's it was all production staff and everyone had to like sign a waiver saying they wouldn't sue their own company as well. And apparently because of this there's also sometimes uh like lists on the internet of like, you know, cele- not celebrities but like people in Hollywood who are gay and they sometimes list a bunch of Simpsons writer staff because because of this episode because they don't realize it's all huh. a big joke. So, yeah. Fun fact. Good for them. The internet's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. Please really listen is. to this show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and check out Steamed Hams, <laughs> but all-star. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a nice, it's a nice ending for yeah. sure. Uh, we also kind of like the, it's, it starts to be this really like kind of sappy is the wrong word, but like, you know, um, ah, oh, what's the word? 
Sentimental. Sentimental, thank you. Sentimental ending that is very quickly undercut with Run! Yeah. <laughs> and they all go, Ah! Because yeah. <laughs> the comet's coming, which I think is a great Simpsons uh, humor as well, right? Yeah. Um, and then it does exactly what Homer said it would do, which is burn up in her atmosphere and no bigger than a chihuahua's head. There's even a nice little chihuahua there to. Yeah. And to, I like that after all of that, Bart gets to keep it. Yeah, he's, yeah, he kind of blows on it and puts it on po- his pocket. In his desk. Nice he's little... got something to bring to show and tell now. Yeah, it's, it's a nice little it's way the to space end rock it. named after him. That's right. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that Chihuahua is uh, Bumblebee Man's Chihuahua. Probably. Um, so, do we want to go to the reference desk? Sure. So uh, you nailed it with the uh, um, couch gag. It was Max. It's a Max, Max Fleischer. Yeah. Um, uh, the when They're very rubbery and yeah. you know, always and it was always bouncing, bouncing. yeah because yeah. like at that time that was how they did animation to because they felt if it's kind of like the puppet theory too right if a puppet's ever still it doesn't look alive anymore mm-hmm. so at that time that's kind of how they animated where they like everything needs to be moving to so because their animation was so new so they're like we can't just have this character standing still it's supposed to be animating all the time and which so, by mm-hmm. the way I don't think is entirely true which part that puppet thing. Oh, okay. If a puppet is if a puppet is still, I don't think it looks. It, I don't think it, it's not alive. I think if a puppet isn't controlled, then it's not alive. Obviously, right? But if like you have if you have an operator operating it, and they're moving it like a human being, you could get away with that. I don't know what you're. Greg knows a lot about puppets. <laughs> I'm saying this without an yeah. ounce of sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> We're in a very puppet heavy household. But so. uh, but but I know probably the least about puppets in this household. Yeah, <laughs> but still, just but if it's but if it's just still, this is just in the very few puppet classes I took. This is just like what they teach you. Like mm. if you're just leaving it still, even if like like if I'm talking to the puppet and I'm talking and it's still, it's it it doesn't seem alive. Versus if I'm talking and it's like you know kind of going like hmm mm-hmm. interesting and it's moving like it's head. looking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that kind of thing. And if you watch like the Muppet Show. You know, any mm-hmm. any of that kind of stuff. You'll notice that the puppets are almost always in motion, mm-hmm. even if it's very subtle. So yeah, it needs to. I think it. I th- I think the more subtle you get with the motion, the closest to maybe it's the closer to stillness you get without actually being still. Yeah, yeah, totally. Is like the most alive that. Yeah, I think that's that's what I like. Yeah, it's it's not saying like it should always be like you know. Yeah, flying <laughs> look, around, looking all over the place and yeah. jumping up and down and stuff. But just yeah, like literally like even like subtle tiny movements yeah. is what keeps it feeling alive. So I should uh, should have Ali on for yeah, a totally. segment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the of course the three wise men, three stooges. Uh, apparently the. Uh, jets, the um, fighter jets. Mm. Apparently, it's very reminiscent of the TV show Airwolf. Okay, like the way their panel is that says Iraqi fighter jet and stuff. Never so. seen that show. Me either. Mm. It was like uh, it was the A team in in the air. Was, I believe what it was. That sounds terrible. Yeah, ball fondlers? Huh? Ugh. Anyone? All right. <laughs> ball fo- ball fondlers? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Charles Nelson Riley, I mentioned. Yep. Uh, the collar tug is very reminiscent of him and his humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's Waldo? We mentioned Twilight Zone. The whole uh, bomb shelter story mm-hmm. is taken from a Twilight Zone episode, uh, which I can't remember the name of right now. Yeah. Uh, Back to the Future. Yeah. With the little uh, model that yeah. Professor Frank does. Also, kind of like, you know, Bart getting up super early and riding his bike. It's kind of similar, I guess, to. Uh, Back to the Future and Marty doing that stuff. Uh, Super Friends, based the, off the Super, Super Friends, Friends. Yeah. which I believe was 
uh, cartoon of superheroes, right? Wonder Woman, Batman. Yeah, those guys. DC. Superman, Aquaman, before the Justice League. Mm-hmm. It was really, really stupid animation. K Sera Sera. That's a song. Yep. I'm just saying. <laughs> and uh, I mentioned uh, Mr. Lubos Kahutek. Yes, you did. And his little boy of his. Yeah. How that's, about that's that's all I got. How about uh, favorite jokes? You already mentioned I yours. Mentioned mine. That little boy of his. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, entire act one is arguably my favorite joke, but that specifically. Mine is um, a- after Ned acquiesces to leave the shelter and um, <laughs> turns <laughs> to. <laughs> is it Rod or Todd? It's Todd. <laughs> it's Todd. He turns to Todd and says, You shoot, Daddy. <laughs> I want you to shoot, Daddy. I might go mad oh, with yeah. fear out there. Right. I might go mad with fear out there. So I want you to shoot. Daddy, if he tries, he tries to, get to get back, back in, in. Yeah. and with tears in his eyes, very says, apt at loading a shotgun. Okay, like, for dad, a child. and simultaneously locks the barrel on the shotgun. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's a heavy burden he's carrying, but but he's ready to do it. He's yeah, ready to do it. What kind of God-fearing household is this? <laughs> if they have a like an apocalypse shelter uh-huh. and they just their, keep their eight-year-old knows how to load, to load a load shotgun, gun. yeah. yeah. Because he he was very he wasn't like I don't know how, how to do he's just yep, like okay nope, clunk clunk chick, chick. <laughs> he's ready to go um, yeah it's like an end of days <laughs> anyway yeah I also like the barnyard guessing game favorite I, joke I think that's very <laughs> funny too that we didn't really talk about but yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking mo like <laughs> God he's the worst like that's I like. <laughs> He's right. Let's play you know. barnyard guessing game, yeah. and the first one you come up with is a baby ox. Just do a chicken first, yeah. you know, like ease people into the game. Come on, he clearly doesn't know how to make games. No, he's terrible. <laughs> um, my favorite joke is actually a mo moment. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's his reaction. Oh dear God, no! Yeah, and then when oh, <laughs> and then when his bar his bar bottle sets on fire, <laughs> it's like oh dear God, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like the same, <laughs> pretty much the same. Uh, yeah, it's so funny because but I, I do like that they I recorded just, two different versions. Yes, like they didn't just repeat the because they could have easily just say it took in this exact same uh, audio, yeah. but they had uh, you know Hank do yeah. uh, two two different ones. So you, there is subtlety to it, but it's funny because it's repetitious, repetitious, repetitious. Thank you. Um, and yeah, it's it's. I just love his reaction. I love that it's Moe's like. Like, this is the center of the explosion, Moe's. Even if the rocket works, Moe's will be destroyed. It's great. Yeah. He deserves every bad thing that happened to him. Yeah, take that, Mo. Yeah. Oh, one uh, runner-up joke, if I may. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, Revan Lovejoy running through the streets. <laughs> it's all over, people. We don't have a prayer. <laughs> it's that extra little... <laughs> that really makes the joke work. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Poor Lovejoy. So, final thoughts on this episode? Uh, so good. Mm-hmm. It's such a yeah, it's great really episode. Great. I'm actually surprised it isn't, isn't in my top 10. And it might it might I might have to change. Yeah. It might go in my top 10 after after this review. It's so solid. Yeah. Like, I mean, I got a solid top 10 that I love. You really do. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to to pick 10. Or yeah, yeah, fifteen or twenty. Well, and that's that's kind of what I said too in a previous episode, where I was like, you know, I have my top ten that I like to have solidified, 
and then pretty much, you know, 11 through however many episodes in the golden age there are is the rest. Yeah. <laughs> like they're all tied for 11. Yeah. Um, with some notable, like down at the bottom, yeah. worst of the golden age kind of, <laughs> kind of episodes. But for the most part, yeah, there's just, it's so hard to pick certain episodes as being favorites, but this one's just so good. I, I, I mean, the Skinner stuff is all of the Skinner stuff in this episode is some of my favorite Skinner moments in general. So like having them all in one episode just makes it. He's uh, only in the episode for the first act. First act. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I do like Bart Citrink episodes when they're done well and this is done well. And I also love mob mentality episodes where the whole town of Springfield comes together, whether it be (laughs) for good or for bad. Yeah. And so it's like, it's, it's got all three of those things that I love in the Simpsons episode. So it's, yeah, definitely one of my favorites. The, this, this, this also has some of the main things that I love about the Simpsons episode, a nice, strong three act story, um, jokes at the beginning to the end and with a touch of sentimentality added Mm -hmm. in for good measure. Mm -hmm. It's basically got uh, everything that I like about a Simpsons episode. And like a solid A plot and no weird solid, solid story, solid A plot and I mean, I, I'm not against B plots, but they need no, to they need I've to noticed, interact with the yeah. with the A. They do, but I've also noticed that the episodes I like the most, I feel, are ones that have just a solid A plot yeah. because then it just feels more like one story versus a couple different stories intersecting. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I appreciate about this. I think this episode, in retrospect, really sparked my interest in astronomy. Um, I'm just he's adjusting my mic here. Okay. <laughs> uh, I always love any episode where they show the sky. For some reason, the Simpsons animators, I think, do a really excellent job showing the sky and stars. And I can't remember which episode it is, but there's one where they drive out in the desert, you know, when it suits them for Springfield to be next to a desert. Mm -hmm. And they just show the, the big open sky with all the stars. Um, is it Homer's mother? It's, yeah, it's, that's uh, Mother that, Simpson, isn't that, it? Mother Simpson? Th- that's, that's one specifically, like the end, the yeah. like over the credit sequence yeah. at the end of uh, Mother Simpson. Beautiful ending, yeah. Beautiful, yeah. And and Don McLean's Starry Starry Night, Vincent, bracket Starry Starry Night, <laughs> close bracket, <laughs> is All playing right. in the background. Music no, nerd. No, 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 no. That's, well, that's where I first heard that song okay. also. No, it's, and, and it's, it's just, just a beautiful just song. Gentle ribbing. With uh, over a beautiful animation, you know, with the shooting stars mm-hmm. in the background. Yeah. But even just the night sky in this episode, I think just looks really great. So, yeah. It, despite it being arguably scientifically inaccurate <laughs> vis-a-vis <laughs> comet, meteor, meteorite, um, it's still... You can forgive them for being a comedy show. It's, and well, it's, okay, they're okay. There's one other thing. There was like an epidermis-esque oh, yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. Um where they say a lady goat is a sheep. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I believe that, like, to this day. <laughs> <laughs> However, <laughs> I will I will uh, attest that that is a purposeful uh, wrong fact joke. Just because they're because they're, because Yeah, because I feel like that whole segment is supposed to be just, you know... Like, oh, it's a, it's a goat. It's an ox. It's a, it's a lady but then, goat. But then Dr. Hibbert, I think, after that is like, I believe that's true. And so, yeah, you know, Hibbert's there would have been an opportunity. That <laughs> that's, I think that's uh, the key thing. He's the most competent doctor in Springfield. <laughs> he's the most competent doctor. That's saying very little because there's two. <laughs> when compared to Dr. Nick Riviera, he looks like Superman. Uh, no, I'm not Superman. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, I do. I, like, I, I get what you mean, though. Like, I... I I feel like when I was a kid and I saw that joke, I immediately thought, 
that's wrong, but it's the joke is that the the people are wrong, and because they're arguing mm-hmm. about what the sound is, that's why I kind of immediately didn't think it was true. Versus uh, epidermis is your hair because it never seemed to have any reason for him to be wrong in the in that moment. If that makes sense. What is a lady goat called? A you. Oh really? Wait, is that a lady sheep? Yes. A lady goat is called a goat. <laughs> <laughs> All about Shit do it Lord. here for us at the <laughs> Two Bad Neighbors. Uh, join us next week when we are talking about what are we talking about next week? Uh, you people have stood my way long enough. I'm going to clown college. <laughs> oh, homie really? the clown. Homie the clown is next. Yeah. Oh, I've been. I'm going to enjoy awesome. this one. Uh, without the loop, it is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You've done great joy in this old Italian stereotype. <laughs> oh, Don Vittori. No, no, no. I know what I am. Spoiler alert, that's my favorite joke. Oh, boy. These spoilers are getting farther and farther yeah. from the yeah. reveal. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. You can reach us at hammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. And you can find us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram at badneighborspod. And uh, send us a message and rate us five stars on iTunes if you like what you hear. Give us a one star. Don't do it. (laughs) Keep it to yourself. God damn it. You feel that strongly? Yeah. Or just send us a message. Tell us how to improve. We'll keep it to ourselves. Uh, thanks, Janelle, for joining us once again for Thank your sixth you. appearance. Yes, and if either Ryan or James or someone else, question mark, wants to defend <laughs> their title. If it's like SNL hosting gigs when people are like, ah, I've the Five Timers Club. We should have a Five Timers Club for, for this podcast. Give people jackets. So Can we give them buttons? Those are a lot cheaper. Mm, I want jackets. <laughs> I suppose you'll be presenting my jacket now? Uh, yes, off air. Yes. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> And keep watching the skis.